Chapter 15 3.09 p.m. Now we need to find Axe, I said. But we need to be careful. This jungle alone is enough to mess us up bad, and we have the Yerks to deal with as well. I am not lost, Prince Jake, a thought-speak voice said. Axe! I cried. Yes, it's me, Axe said. But I am in a morph. Don't be startled. With that, he dropped from the tree above us and landed on the ground. Well, Marco commented with great satisfaction, someone finally made a monkey out of Axe! He was small, covered in brown fur, and definitely a monkey. But he was alive. I don't think I've ever felt so relieved in my life. I had been screwing up plenty. First, by deciding to go into the stupid safe way to begin with. Then by endangering Tobias. Then by endangering Axe. Then by leaving Rachel alone to almost get killed. But at least no one had gotten killed. Yet. I'm thinking Spider Monkey, Cassie said, frowning. But I'm not sure. I'm not all that strong on rainforest animals. The monkey, Axe, was holding something in his paw. It was bright yellow and about the size of a computer diskette, only round and a little thicker. What is that? I asked. I did what you told me to do, Axe said. This is a vital part of the bug fighter, the computer core. No one can fly the bug fighter without it. That thing is the computer? Tobias asked. Yes, the Yerks are still somewhat primitive. An Andalite version would be a third this size. Well, I'm relieved you're okay, Axe, I said. We haven't been doing very well. I barely made it, Axe said simply. There are several dozen hork out combing the forest, looking for us. I think they are divided now into platoons of five, each accompanied by a human controller. I haven't seen the Visser, but he will be around as well. And as you know, Visser three can morph, so he could be any of the animals we see. That's a good point, Rachel said. We have to be on the lookout for animals, as well as hork and the natives. The human controllers, Marco said thoughtfully. I think I know why they're traveling with the hork See, the human controllers would know which animals belong here in the rainforest and which don't. If they see a grizzly bear or a tiger or a wolf, they'll know that it doesn't belong. They'll know it's us. Good thinking, Marco. We need local morphs, I said. I can take you to the monkeys, Axe suggested. I believe they are close relatives of yours. Marco is second cousin to a monkey, Rachel said. I was glad to see she was teasing Marco again. It meant she was back. Still, there was a darkness in her eyes. Not even Rachel could just shake off what she'd been through. And knowing Rachel, she would react by being more aggressive. Maybe too aggressive. Monkeys would be good, Cassie said. It would get us up off the ground and into the trees. Okay, Axe, lead on. Tobias, I hate to ask but we could use some air cover. No problem, Tobias said. He flew into the trees. I knew he was tired, and I knew he was hungry. Flying is hard work, and a bird's metabolism is fast. They can't endure long periods of hunger as well as a human. But what else could I do? Axe did not lead us very far. Within ten minutes, we were standing beneath a group of monkeys, chittering and yipping in the trees high above us. It isn't possible to acquire a morph from a person who's morphed. In other words, we couldn't just copy Axe's monkey morph. We had to go to an actual monkey. 
I believe I can get one of them to come down, Axe said. How? Marco asked. Axe hesitated. It's hard to tell if a monkey is embarrassed, let alone a monkey with an Andalite mind. But I could have sworn Axe was embarrassed. I... I believe that I am... That is to say, my morph is an attractive female. One of the males seemed interested earlier. Well, that does it, Marco said flatly. We have moved permanently to Bizarro World. We've traveled in time, we're in a jungle fighting brain-stealing aliens and 10,000 annoying species of bugs, and our resident space cadet is a hot-looking monkey. Somebody wake, wake me, me up when we get, get back, back to reality. Marco and I said it at the same moment. He stared at me. I stared at him. Everyone else stared at us. I sighed. I guess I have something to tell you guys. I should have said something earlier, probably. But I thought I was just going nuts or something. See, I've been having these flashes. Really intense. It's like I'd be in school, and then suddenly I was here. And since we got here, I've been having flashes that I'm back home. Rachel rolled her eyes as if to say, what next? Cassie looked concerned. Marco looked like he was trying to find a joke in the situation, but was too tired to come up with anything. I knew what Marco was going to say just now, because that was one of the flashes, I said. Axe stared at me with large monkey eyes. Prince Jake, how long ago did you start having these flashbacks? I shrugged. It was just this afternoon. Yesterday, or today, whatever you'd call it. I was square dancing when the first one happened. Why? You were square dancing? Marco said. I'd have paid to see that. Axe scratched his neck vigorously then looked intently at what he'd scratched up. He popped whatever it was into his mouth. Obviously, he was letting the monkey mind have some control. Prince Jake, as I said, I'm not an expert on Saria riffs, but I think what's happening is that the flashbacks are fluctuations where two simultaneous identical states of consciousness intersect outside of space-time. That would have been my guess, Marco said. Simultaneous whatevers. I have a theory, Axe began. A theory is more than I have. What is it? I suspect we have moved backward in time, but not far. We are existing simultaneously both here and back home. There are now two Marcos, two Cassies, two of each of us. One here, one there, at the same time. The flashbacks only started today, so I suspect we have gone back one day in time. A little less. That's good, Marco said. No, Axe said solemnly. It's not good. We are in two places at the same time. That is impossible. It's a space-time anomaly. It's an unstable condition. Meaning, I pressed. I think it means that the two groups, the two Marcos, Rachels, and so on, will annihilate each other. Like matter and antimatter. It is not possible for there to be two of us in the same time. So, why haven't we annihilated ourselves yet? Rachel asked. We are still within the Sario Rip effect, Axe said. I think. So, so I think we're okay till we get back to the time when the Rip occurred. At that time, the Rip will end, and we'll have an impossible situation. Two identical groups of people existing in two places at one time. 
I think my teacher said it would cause a mutual annihilation. We'd cease to exist. Both groups, here and back home. The time when the Sario rip occurred was 8.54, exactly. In other words, if we're getting back to our own time, we have to do it before the Sario rip occurs at 8.54, I said. Yes, we have to go back and change the timeline, so that none of this would happen. We have less than six hours. How do we do that? I'm not sure. I nodded. Well, if we're trapped, so is Visser 3, right? He must know about Sario Rips too. If he's going back, we can go back with him. All we have to do is get to the blade ship, hide out on board, and let Visser 3 take us home. I mean, that's the only way, right? There could be... Axe started to say. Then he stopped. What? I asked him. Is there some other way to get back? Axe gave me a long look, like he wasn't quite sure what to say, or whether to say anything at all. He was in monkey morph, so I couldn't read his expression. As I said, Prince Jake, I wasn't paying attention the day they taught this in school. I knew he was hiding something. I should have pressed him. But I didn't. Just one more mistake from the fearless leader of the Animorphs.